What's up, ecosystem? Welcome back to ATI Auto Business. My name is Jay. You know, my goal every Tuesday night is to bring you another trade show level business presentation to you wherever you are because your automotive business deserves the latest in logistics news. And if you're busy, and I know you are, in a minute, I'm going to give the welcome show lineup. If you're watching on demand, you'll know what to expect. There are clickable video timecode links in the video description below. You can use those, click on them, skip ahead, use them. Tell your friends, like, share, comment. Thanks for watching ATI, we sure do appreciate it. Technological innovation, market penetration, operational excellence, and industry leadership. Are these the key ingredients of a titan in car shipping? Join the chat, engage with this one-of-a-kind live discussion panel you won't find anywhere else. Featuring Trent Broberg, CEO of Assertus. Eftem Eftemoff, President of Ship.Cars. Pamela Patton, Vice President, ACV Auctions. Jason Kong, SVP Digital Platforms Run Buggy. And Keith Bradley, Vice President, Business Development at Ship Your Car Now. Plus, Ty Thompson, Cars on the Move, he's in the building. So please, join the live chat, ask your questions, share your thoughts, grow your business, break out of your vertical. Because it's Tuesday nights live on ATI Auto Business. I'm Jay, your host. Welcome back to the show. What is going on, ecosystem? How are you? Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in on a Pretty spectacular Tuesday night. Got an incredible lineup again for Titans of Car Shipping 2. Uh, so here, let's do this. If this is your first time, please do feel welcome. Uh, jump into the live chat, say hello. We're going to go into the live chat in a few minutes and uh, see who's in here. Feel free to put anything you want in the live chat. If you got a question, if you want to promote something, if you want to network, do it. Um, we got a lot of industry news. We'll do that at the quarter hour. It's a two-part news deal in the middle as a quiz show. Should be pretty fun. We're going to bring in Ty Thompson to help introduce the panel, kind of catch up. Me and Ty, we'll have meetings periodically, and then we'll go like a week and we won't talk at all. Um, but we talked this morning, and because we got a huge show, it's Titans of Car Shipping 2. Trent Broberg of Assertus is with us, Jason Kong of Run Buggy, Keith Bradley, Ship Your Car Now, Pamela Patton, ACV Auctions, Eftem Eftemoff, Ship.Cars. Got a question about auto transport technology? This could be a good show to put it in the live chat or the comments below. Um, let's see, what else do I have? Uh, please do... Oh, no, that's not it. Here you go. Please do leave a like. Look around. See if there's one laying down around. I know likes are harder to come by than ever before. Um, so, man, dig deep. See if you can find one. That'd be awesome. Share it with us. And if you are lost in car shipping, you're just trying to figure out what is happening, what do I need to do, did I just watch that video, do I need to verify that information, 417-483-2764. You know that uh, Ty wants to help. 
and he'll and he'll give it to you straight. Um, because if if we don't do that, man, I don't, if if we can't do that, man, we're in trouble. Uh, and so what we're doing tonight is we are also we are the neutral zone. Um, ATI is the that's what's special about us. Thank you so much. Uh, is we have the unique opportunity. We are the neutral zone. Uh, not one company owns us. And so, therefore, we can host uh, panels that you can't find somewhere else. And we are here. Yes, we have advertisers. And, yes, we are. We do want to help folks in the industry. But um, as you'll see in industry news, my goodness, <laughs> is there some stuff out there. So I'll tell you what. Do me a favor. Stick around. Right after this, we're going to go into the live chat. We'll be right back. Recon 2023, time to line, speed to sale, manage by metrics, know what you don't know, technician efficiency, workflow efficiency, more cars, less time, know where your cars are, connect to what you expect. Rapid Recon can help. Car dealers can see the Rapid Recon difference with transparent communication, through the vehicle reconditioning process, auto remarketing, and dealer inventory management software, visit rapidrecon.com. Links in the live chat. How's the audio? We're okay? Mic check one, two, three. <laughs> well, Ty, it's as we talked about. Let's do that. Let's go into that. Uh, our friendly community Tuesday night live chat. Um, you are seeing the live chat on your screen. I'm going to back it up to the top. And don't feel obligated. You don't have to say anything. Just sit back and record and, you know, that's cool, man. Will Morris made it in here first. Now, Will says that he's traveling. He may only be able to see the kickoff. Um, so, Will, we understand. Thank you so much for saying hello. And uh, let us know, you know, when you want to line up another Cars on the Move. We're already scheduling April. So if you want to schedule an April Cars on the Move, let us know. Ty is here. What's up? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll be Ty into the live chat tonight. That'd be a first. Candy is here. What's going on, Candy? Lots of love and stars and applause and whatnot. Kimberly is here. Welcome to Tuesday Night's Live. We're glad you are here. Thank you very much. Um, let's see. Carlos is here. Carlos Braxton in the house. Car hauling with Chip. Uh, John C. is here. What's going on, John? And, oh, Silvermint made it in. How many How many carriers are feeling the squeeze? There it is, Silvermint. Just, just you know what? Just throw it up on the table right there from Thursday to Tuesday. And that's what we're talking about. You're going to see a little dispatching live in the industry news. Hey, this is my first time seeing this channel. What is the best way to get loads as a new broker? Wow. What's up, Fast Finance? Well, um, what is the best way to get leads as a new broker? That's such a good question. Actually, that's a, that's a normal Thursday question, but I want to invite the panel. Um... See if you can uh, shed a little light on this. How does how does a broker, new broker, get leads? And this is where now Ty and I will ask, where'd you get that idea? Where what led you to become a new broker? Right? We like to ask that question. 
Is there something specific? Um, are you an automotive person? Tune in Thursday. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put the... Let's see here. I'm going to put the link to Thursday's show. Dispatching Live is ramping up. Dispatching... Here we go. Dispatching Live. Really, Jay? You're typing live? Yes, I'm typing live. For Dispatching Live. Tune in Thursday and ask that question, because we will talk about it in depth. DDD, what's up? Thanks for saying hello. Uh, sure do appreciate it. I've got plenty of industry news, so we'll jump to that pretty soon. If anybody else has anything in the live chat, I know I kind of moved through it quickly. And please do feel free to respond to Fast Finance. What is the best way to get leads as a new broker? It's such a good question. Because the opposite side of that coin is, what's the best way to get loads as a new carrier? Would you say, go to the load board? You could. I got a comment earlier today on, um, it was a question on a recent video. The question was, and I don't have it to share, talking, oh, it was to my top five car hauling load boards video. How do I apply to them? How do I apply to a load board? It's a good question. But it also shows what is, what's the foundation of the question, we might ask. Like, why do you think you need to apply to a load board? What do you, what do you think that means? And so then I'll ask the question. By the way, Fast Finance, thank you very much. Probably out of here at this point. You know, like, man, I'm not, I just wanted to ask a question. But that's what we get on ATI is we get conversation. How many brokers carriers have been screwed by the central dispatch hacker? Now there's a good hey uh, that's a thank you what <laughs> Wait a minute. Is this is it Thursday already? Well, I'll tell you what. Let's just do this. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and bring it down a little bit. Maybe I'll take a sip of my ELD punch. Relax. Because we have the titans of car shipping. And um, we're really lucky to have such a stellar panel here live on ATI. Um, car shipping tech is, it's a big deal. Actually, I'm still, I'm still laughing. I saw this recent YouTube uh, video of like a panel of guys laughing about technology, talking about how great paper is. And I thought, man, are you serious? Like that's a new video? What are you talking about? Technology is everything. Can you not see that? So, we have a stellar panel of auto shipping tech uh, company execs. We're very lucky to have them. And so, so if you love paper, there are uh, videos waiting for you. If you want to learn about technology and where things are going, you're going to want to stick around on this show. It's going to be pretty amazing. We'll be right back after this with Industry News. Transport Auto Quoter is by far the leading auto quoting software on the market and the only auto quoter with a pro version that comes preset with accurate pricing for anywhere in the U.S. So you don't have to worry about it. The best part is that no change with your current software is needed. Just plug TAQ in and start booking jobs. Carriers can easily plug TAQ into their current websites and start making money right away. I bet you're wondering how we do this instantly and accurately 24-7. Well, constant analytics is the key. 
Our Price Watch team is constantly monitoring current market conditions, paying close attention to seasonal and quick-moving industry changes. At the end of the day, it takes a lot of time and data to maintain good pricing, time that most of us just don't have on a daily basis. So free yourself up. Using TAQ Pro is really a no-brainer. Save time and money, maximizing your leads and optimizing your online investments. You'll finally be able to sleep well at night knowing that TAQ is on the job selling for you 24-7. Never missing a potential job. Searching for that midnight auto shipping quote and new lead software you can trust? Provide instant, accurate quotes online with Transport Auto Quoter and move cars fast with Pro ABD CRM. Visit superflowsystems.com. Now, the links are in the live chat. Fast Finance, you might want to check out Superflow Systems. Um, you'll learn more about how to more efficiently operate your business because, as a you know, as a young company, efficiency is the key. Um, and so there's links in the live chat to check out. Now, is it too much to say that there's other channels if you're going backwards? Can we do that? I don't know. Really, I mean, why, why, why beat around the bush, man? Really? Seriously? Okay. Tonight's show, episode 282 in a row here on ATI, Titans of Car Shipping 2. I'm really excited to have this show uh, these are tough panels to put together. Folks are really busy, so we appreciate their time. The last time we did this was in November. We had a Car Shipping Energy Used Car Week 2022 Titans of Car Shipping 1. I even got the wrong graphic. Well done. But there is the image. We had, um, uh, wow, there was nine of us. Me and Ty plus seven Titans. That was an awesome show. And, um, yes, we are the live video neutral zone and we're, we're proud to be that for the community. We're going to, we're going to retain that title. So let us know how we can help you with that too. Um, ATI auto business, front of the store, back of the store and around and around it goes. If you're in the back of the store, if you've been in the back of the store for 10 years, let us walk into the front of the store, take a look, see what's happening. Look at the sales. And then once we talk to the salesman, let's go back to the back of the store, now armed with what the salesman is saying and thinking. The auto transport industry ecosystem is large, and tonight's show is an intersection of carriers, brokers, services, uh, and as we relate it to auctions, dealers, shippers, loads, and more. Possibly OEMs coming to a dealership near you. We talk about the disconnect between sales and operations. What do we mean by that? Well, that's why we connect the front of the store to the back of the store. We go live coverage at trade shows. We're really big on that. And we also, yeah, right, from, from, from live coverage at NADA to pumping dispatching live in the dispatch office, it is a, oh, no, he didn't say it. No, skip it. Don't say it. It, it is what it is. Oh, well. Oh. This is what you see on Facebook. And I apologize in advance for bringing Facebook to YouTube on Thursdays. I don't mean to do that. It's just that when I see this kind of stuff, I'm, I've grown so tired of dealing with transporters. Anyone recommend any brokers? Do you, do you know why this question gets answered? Asked and answered? 
Well, uh, you won't see any transporter. Uh, I'll stop there. Okay. But Sue was really upset on Thursday on Dispatching Live. And uh, why was she so upset? I ask you, live chat, for the folks that were there at Dispatching Live. Do you remember why Sue was upset? By the way, we had record views on Thursday. Um, not because of the drama, but because of the information. I don't know if you realize that at first you, you feel like the negativity might just take a hold of you and you're, and you're just going to leave. Uh, and then you realize that as you start to dive into the news, yeah, this is news that went out. Yeah, there it is. We share it here on ATI. Transactional ratings are here on Central Dispatch. Um, but Sue, an avid user of load boards, has a lot to say about it. She's not really super happy with some of the ways that it, it acts. And I got to tell you, even on Ready, I'm seeing deadlines already passed. Dude, the 17th's already gone. This is an email that just came out. The 24th is this week why such fast deadlines what is going on is is there nowhere else to ask all these questions well i'll tell you what we're bringing it to the trade shows you will find jay and ty keeping remarketers out of the dumpster fire at car conference next month um where consigners and auctions connect at caesar's palace in vegas you will find a lot of iara in information and education and you will also find Ty on the 29th on Wednesday. He's going to give the Transportation Dumpster Fire Workshop. The first of its kind. This has never happened. It's time to take it from the streets into the hallways of the trade shows. We did it first. It feels pretty good. And the next day, heavy loads ahead. We're going to bring in some... Uh, industry knowledge on the asset side of the business and let's see if we can have a conversation that makes sense given all these problems and troubles you know i scour the news and i just want to say like this cdk global you know you might have seen this you might have missed this let me let me show you why you don't want to miss this do you want to know what executives on the titans of car shipping know Tune into this kind of stuff. Why dealerships are still the preferred location for auto retail, even with new entrants and OEMs focusing on online-only sales. Why is that? What is happening? How do you learn it? Look for it. You can stay here. By the way, War of the Recon, I think it's coming soon. We're seeing the uh, red flags. Now, I hate to share this kind of image, but for real... Can you still do whatever you want in this industry? For real? I can't believe it. Send in your comments. Autotransportintel.gmail.com Let me know I'm wrong. That would be just fine. Put it up on the big screen. It is how you get your car shipping business news. What are we talking about? You know what I'm saying? Every Tuesday night, step right up. I got five new questions. That's right. Are you a car shipping guru? Play Ask Larry. Join us for a quiz show in auto transport. Now, this one's going to be different. We actually don't have any transportation quotes tonight. I uh, 
I had written three questions the other day. I came up with two last night for a total of five. Here we go, question one. What tech do carriers use to complete a vehicle inspection? Is it a load board, a TMS, a CRM, or an EVOL? What tech do carriers use to complete a vehicle inspection? A load board? That's what you do. I guess that's where you get everything else, right? Load board? Is it a TMS? Is it a CRM? Or is it an EVOL? Ty's got TMS. Oh, Super Dispatch isn't up here. What's another word for Super Dispatch? Party of one? It's just me? Alright, I'm going to give you five more seconds. Is it a CRM, a TMS, a load board, or an EVOL? Lots of paper lovers tonight in the in the live chat, I see. Oh, it's an ELD. <laughs> alright, alright, fine. That's just fine. It is a... It's an EVOL. Super Dispatch, I believe, is a car hauling app and EVOL. So there you go. Look, and you got your, and you, you got your, you got your, uh, yeah, there you go, EBOL. Okay, here we go. Question two. Which car ad claims you make the deal yourself? Carvana, Broom, Drive Time, or CarMax? Anybody remember this one? This was at the Super Bowl. I've seen it a lot since. Which car ad claims you make the deal yourself? Carvana, Vroom, Drive Time, or CarMax? We're going to go with EBLL, TMS, ELD. Nobody has a guess? What are you guys doing during the Super Bowl? Waiting for Rihanna? Oh, there we go. We've got a guess. It is drive time. It is drive time. Now, what's the importance there? Well, it's it it's it might be a stretch. But oh Drew see Drew's got crowd. This is an interesting question, isn't it? Because it, it's that it's that crossover between actual business and perceived I'll just leave it there. Perceived something. Alright, here we go. Question three. <laughs> Which of the following is not required on a bill of lading? Year, make, and model, type of engine, odometer, damages. Which of the following is not required on a bill of lading? You can misspell on a bill of lading, by the way. Year, make, and model, type of engine, odometer, or damages. And what I what's up, Drew? Thanks for saying hello. What I think is interesting is the answer. I think will become part of the requirement, actually, or something. I don't know. 
right? I was going to go, you know what? I was going to go with tire size, but I'm like, that's too, or, you know, something about the tires. But I was like, ah, it'll be too obvious. Anybody else want to guess? Oh, we've got, we've got engine, tires, two for engine. Do I hear three for engine? Show me engine. Surprising, right? Question four. Here we go. Which truck recently advertised premature electrification? Is it Ram, Ford, Rivian, or Tesla? Which truck recently advertised premature electrification? And the wife is like, I know he stops, he starts, he stops, he starts. Sometimes it just doesn't have enough power. I I mean I I need power. Ford, we have two for Ford. Premature electrification. Here's what's interesting. The ad overshadows the brand. There's almost no way to advertise this properly. I mean, or rather it wasn't. I don't think it was advertised properly. It was very memorable. It was very fun. Uh, but I don't know if... I don't know. So anyways, Ford. We got three for Ford, two for Ram. Anybody else? Anybody? Is anybody positive who the advertiser was? Who watches TV and commercials? Really, Ty? Where's that uh, wrong answer? It is four. Oh, we got four for Ford. All right, here we go. It was Ram. It was a Ram 1500, like REV or BEV or, you know, <clears throat> REV, HEV. I don't know. I don't know. the. I don't, I'm not up on all the EVs. All right, here we go. Question five. Who is the CEO of Ford Motor Company? Elon Musk, Mary Barra, Jim Farley, or Oliver Bloom? Oh, Trent had Ram. Drew had Ford. Oh, Seltras had Ram. Silverman had Ram. Good guesses, guys. All right, Mary Barra is the guess as the CEO of Ford. And why why this question, Jay? Because I you know what? I read so much automotive news, I thought this could be a stumper. Ty's got Farley. Right? Okay, right. Elon Musk is the gimme, right? I gotta give I always give one gimme. I try to. Already clo Ram already closed on pre ordering. Well, does premature electrification sell your truck? <laughs> I don't know. Anybody want to guess? All right. It is Jim Farley. Jim Farley is the CEO of Ford. We got some Jim Farley coming up in the uh, in the news as well in part two. Do me a favor. Join me for the second half. Let me take a quick break here. And uh, refresh the pipes and got my ELD punch because, man, is that one great gadget. More gadgets coming soon.
Industry News Part 2, right after this. Stick around. Ship Your Car Now presents Integrated Automotive Transportation Solutions. When your car buying customers are on your dealership website shopping for vehicles, they can easily find an instant shipping quote. By entering simple information, first name, last name, email, and phone number, delivery zip, delivery state, and clicking the button, get your shipping quote. Choose from express shipping, enclosed transport, and proceed to checkout. Review the order summary, enter the delivery street address and city, and click next. Simply enter your credit card information just like any other online shopping cart. And when you are ready, click review your shipping order. Check your shipping order one more time and choose proceed to checkout. Your delivery is all set. If you want to ship your car now, go to Ship Your Car Now. Ship Your Car Now provides a full suite of vehicle shipping services for all types of businesses. That's why Ship Your Car Now offers trusted carriers good paying loads that pay fast. Visit ShipYourCarNow.com. Links in the live chat. Thank you so much. All right, here we go. We're on the second half. Perfect timing at 7.30. Attention business developers. Industry News Part 2, the weekly pulse on ATI. Let's get into some news. Battery problem stops F-150 Lightning production at Ford. Ford has been forced to suspend assembly of the F-150 Lightning electric pickup truck at the Rouge Electric Vehicle Center in Dearborn, Michigan because of a problem with the lithium batteries being supplied by SK-ON to power the vehicle. Also looking at suspending its production of the batteries at its factory in Commerce, Georgia, Ford has also stopped all deliveries of the vehicle to dealers while it works through engineering and process updates. So far, it has issued no recall for models already sold, stating that it had no reason to believe F-150 Lightnings already in customers' hands were affected by the issue. Fascinating. This fault was discovered during a standard pre-delivery inspection quality check, according to the automaker. Really? And pre-delivery inspection? Doesn't that just beat all? And you thought you were just taking a couple photos and submitting a, you know, a document for payment. Look at that. You find a problem. One vehicle displayed a battery issue and caught fire. Amazing. Uh, I shared this last week, and I think it uh, warrants another look. EV drivers unable to charge at public chargers. There's a lot of talk about even if you even if like they just start putting in chargers everywhere. There's a lot of misunderstanding about these chargers, which leads to problems with the chargers, which leads to being unable to charge at public chargers. If there was only an educational resource we could tap into. Rams premature electrification ad is being called one of the Super Bowl's 2023's funniest commercials. I just wanted to share that. Okay. Uh, Farley... Jim Farley, Ford's dysfunction has returned. This is interesting to point out. How much can a leader affect a company in the change that it is needed? Third-year CEO Jim Farley is pleased by the reception to Ford's EVs and connected vehicle software, but frustrated by long-standing cost and quality issues weighing down the company. He finds himself hampered by a problem that has vexed Ford leaders for decades, managing a massive company. 
with a notoriously siloed and sometimes dysfunctional culture. Can you name a dysfunctional culture? Put it in the live chat. Other than Ford. These huge transformations are not linear, perfectly predictable things. Frustrated by long-standing cost and quality issues. It's been episodic for a lot of my career. We get it right. We slide back. We get it right. I think we probably had so much focus on the future that we perhaps took the eye off the ball a little bit on the present. Hmm. Boy, that sounds like EV charging. Do you smell that battery? We can cut the cost and the people and do it quickly, but the reality is if you don't change the efficiency of engineering, supply chain, and manufacturing, the way people work, it'll grow back because it did. It all grew back. My job as CEO is to make sure far after I'm gone that it doesn't grow back. By the way, we know EV is here to stay. Uh, it, right, it's, I couldn't have said a better tie. Alright, let's just move on. Uh, Lithium knocks AutoNation out of number one sales ranking. Lithium Motors outsold rival AutoNation by more than 40,000 new vehicles in 2022. It's notable. Lithium Motors, Inc., once the smallest publicly traded dealership group, surpassed longtime number one AutoNation, Inc. in new vehicles sold in 2022. Two names to keep track of. Lithia and AutoNation. AutoNation expects used car price drop as volumes recover. AutoNation, one of the biggest car dealership chains in the U.S., expects prices for new and used cars to decline this year as manufacturers crank up volumes and offer more incentives to price-sensitive buyers. The company, which pivoted to selling more used cars than new during the pandemic as chip shortages sapped inventory, has been bracing for lower car prices as auto production recovers. CEO expects the seasonally adjusted annual rate of light vehicle sales to be close to 15 million this year, up from 13.7 million. So, expecting new car volumes to rise. You'll see different statistics about it. Um, this one is in vehicle remarketing. New vehicle supply grows, prices rise, used vehicle sales fall. I think we're seeing that. But the use and the used vehicle values falling too. Wholesale prices. This is auto remarketing. Wholesale prices conversion rates up from January as dealers hit auctions to refill depleted used car supply. But are they rushing out? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. In the wholesale market, prices are climbing from January, and a stronger percentage of vehicles are selling. In fact, it's been 14 years based on how they're priced, though, right? In fact, it's been 14 years since February. Wholesale vehicle prices have shown this large of a sequential gain, but prices continue to come down from a year ago, though they still remain high. I know, it's hard to follow, right? And then you got all these percentages and dots. <laughs> Real economics major on our hands over here. Um, let's talk about auto loan debt. Thank you for the Twitter feed stuff. Here we go. Mortgage debt, home equity line of credit, student loan debt. Ooh, auto loan debt. That's going up. Credit card debt. That's going up. That's not good. Oh, they're, oh, they're all going up? Oh. Oh, except for student loans? I won't say anything else. Auto loans are delinquent higher than pre-pandemic levels. All right. 
So, okay, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, going up. And I, I got a bigger graph on this. Well, thank you very much. Auto defaults rise for the ninth time in 11 months. Now, the headline makes it sound like doom and gloom. But let's go back. Let's take a look at this. 2008 through 2011, the really harsh, like, yeah, look at that. Look at the size of, my gosh, look at the size of that graph. Uh, and then you level out in the 20-teens. Does anybody say that? Not sure. And as you get into COVID, oh my gosh, <clears throat> drop down, and now we're coming back up. So again, even though it's rising, again, let's go back to that headline, sounds like a panic situation, but we were so low anyways. So I guess the key is to keep watching. Debt levels, we know those are rising defaults we know those are rising we're still not in 2008 that's gonna be good if we see 2008 levels well run for the hills buy a bunch of spam automotive mastermind integrates with e-lead crm for improved dealership sales and communication jay really why well, because we got to keep an eye on the prize. Last week, Automotive Mastermind, part of S&P Global Mobility, a provider of predictive analytics and marketing automated solutions for dealerships. See? For dealerships. Introduced an integration with eLead. And this integration will sync notes for new opportunities relevant to salespeople. I smell an integration. Because where you find the dealer making technological strides... That's where car shipping is following. Do you wonder how some of the Titans got to where they are? Because they were watching the early signs of innovation. That's why I'm pointing this out. That's what we're going to try to keep focused on. Look at Run Buggy. Jason Kong of Run Buggy is on the show tonight. And they are sharing uh, information about their... They are... Well, they got a potential... We're going to learn more. A relationship with dealer.com. Learn more about that tonight. Uh, this was recent news also. New online logistics portal joins the auto transport space where technology meets the road. The vehicle transport and logistics space continues to grow. A new portal for vehicle logistics launch auto hauler exchange streamlines the shipping process, cuts shipping delays, reduces empty space on carriers and unnecessary miles. Sound good? Auto hauler exchange, also called AHX, aims to connect both large and small vehicle haulers through the U.S., Canada, with vehicle shippers. AHX allows remarketers, dealers, fleets, rental companies, auctions, OEMs to expand their buying and selling radiuses thanks to the nationwide carrier partnerships on the platform. They can also trust the carriers are moving their vehicles are vetted, have authority, insurance, safety. Auto hauler exchange allows carriers to expand and work with Large-scale shippers they might not have been able to connect with. Pick and choose opportunities, routes, pay, payment terms, favorable payment terms, 48 hours after the documents are uploaded. Learn more about Auto Hauler Exchange, AHX. We're going to be learning more about it here on ATI Auto Business in the coming weeks. We're looking forward to that. If you see this, you're dealing with an Auto Business ATI podcast. So get the podcast. Let us know. Let us know what you think. Where do you put it in the live chat? Where do you like to consume your ATI Auto Business podcast? Me? Back porch with a cigar. Hands down, my favorite way to do that.
Uh, it is ATI Auto Business, and if you got a question, if you need help, you're just not sure where to go, I'll put it in the live chat. What you can do is you can call or text Ty, you can email information to me, and oh, hey, we've got some more folks. Kelly Love is in the live chat, Keith Bradley's in the live chat, Dennis Burgess is in the live chat. You think that the decline is here? I'll tell you what, you know, and this is what we didn't, what we didn't really get into is load board volume what's happening on the load boards thursday join us thursday oh we're gonna get to that awesome uh we're inside the avc dealer app that's auction v commerce ati auto business is inside the app get it on the app store or google play yes thursdays that's what we want to talk about thermonuclear thursdays it's everybody's favorite time 90 minutes of auto transport insanity because there is, I mean, there's a lot of crazy. There's a lot of craziness. I don't know how else to say it. Um, and uh, oh, and be sure to join us on Fridays. My gosh, the growth on cars on the move. We had an amazing portal demo with Ship Africa for exports of auto transport. Then we had a buy here, pay here dealer academy sneak preview with Ben and Bill of the NIADA last Friday. Ty was live in Houston with Asset Resolutions learning about repo. And then this Friday, remarketing with Holman with Mike Buchanan and Holly Volant. We're so excited to have that show coming up Friday. Another great week here on ATI Auto Business. I just give myself a round of applause. Thank you very much. Look for the remarketing information on social media. That'll go out Friday as a reminder for you. Oh, and next Tuesday night, ATI everything. Really, Jay? Yeah, man. ATI everything. We're going to talk about what we're doing, what's going on. It's the Car Shiba Business Channel, and we're so glad you're here. Thank you for jumping in the live chat. Do me a favor. Right after this, stick around. We're moving kind of fast. So uh, this is good. You, normally, I'm kind of behind time. I'm a little ahead of time. That way, we have plenty of time with the Titans, and we can let them go early if need be. Um, so if you're a Titan in car shipping... Start piling into the uh, Zoom room, the waiting room on Zoom on ATI Auto Business. Stick around. Right after this, we'll be with Ty, and you don't want to miss it. Ship.cars. Intelligent car shipping made simple. An end-to-end -end vehicle delivery platform featuring AI damage inspection, search along route, and compliance documents. Manual inspection is time-consuming and prone to human error. Save time and money with our AI damage inspection tool. Automatically detect, classify all damages, and send a full damage report. SAR, search along route feature. With a simple search, ship.cars helps carriers find available loads while on the road. Compliance documents automate the upload of important digital documents, saving time and reducing hassle. We're Ship.Cars, your transportation technology provider. Contact us today. AI damage inspection, search along route, digital compliance document upload. Ship.Cars, intelligent car shipping tech is for dealers, auctions, and carriers. Visit ship.cars links in the live chat thank you so much thank you for sticking around 
tonight on ATI Auto Business and making the Titans of Car Shipping feel welcome. This is our second show with Titans in Car Shipping. It is a very large industry. There's a lot to know. There's a lot of people to get to know. And um, the accessibility of folks in our day-to-day -day lives, it can, it, can, it can seem like a far bridge. And so here tonight, we're, we're lucky to have um, several folks that you're going to get a chance to interact with. All right, let's do this. Let's bring in Ty. Yo. Yo. What is going on, man? How you doing? Good. Really good. I just, you know, I was in, you just, I know you just said it, but I was in Houston. Yeah. Let's see, what is that? Like Thursday, Friday, oh. Saturday, and Sunday. Wow. Whoa, whoa. Uh, How long were you there? <clears throat> Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Saturday. I left Sunday oh, morning. Wow. So. so what will you tell us? What oh, three there? days. Um, well, you know, we had the repo gang. We've we had to put away our repo hammer. Remember the repo hammer? I'm still amazed that we got rid of the repo hammer. I really am. It needs to be framed. I but, still own uh, it. I still have it. You still have it. Okay, yeah, good. Well, but I don't, but but, I don't use it, and I don't wield it in any way. No, but yeah. this is this is honestly why I like ATI, and 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 this ties into tonight's show. To me, it does. Um, because of what we do, which is we kind of touch everybody, especially the parts that we're not that familiar with or maybe don't like, right? For example, repo gang. So uh, for years, owning a fleet of semis and having drivers and doing business with dealers and auctions, you're often asked to go to a repo yard and pick up a car or two or three and bring them back to the auction. That's just kind of the way it is. So over the years, I, while owning trucks and drivers and dealing with auctions, dealers, and repos, uh, it didn't take me very long to really not like the repo gang in the Midwest. They're hard to get a hold of. They keep a tight time schedule. And then the auction's always yelling at you because the finance company's yelling at them, why isn't the car here? So there's just all these logistic problems, issues that you have when you got a 18-wheeler well, with 80,000 pounds and a driver who's on a weird time schedule himself. So... Uh, for a long, long time, I really just didn't like anything to do with repos. Uh, and I would personally never be a repo guy. That's for darn sure. But um, dealing with them on this side of the business, which is pick them up at the yard, take them to the auction, drop them off, and just keep going. <clears throat> uh, for a long, long time, that was just a really bad, bad situation. Well, I don't remember exactly. We should dig the original show up where we had to throw the hammer away. But I think it was some older guys wow. who had been in the business forever and we just got to listen to their story and what they got to, what these people, what these people have to go through to not only just get the car, bring it back and then deal with the, the people giving the order, the finance company, the debtor trying to find that guy. Like I got to go out in a truck for two nights and drive around and look for cars. And the technology that's out here today for this job is, is amazing. But it, point being back to the point, here's the, this show, this channel, this platform, it, it really does enable us to hear different sides of, of different parts of our ecosystem. And that's where I'm shifting to tonight, segue to tonight. I mean, these are titans in the industry. Jay and I can't even believe that the people that you're going to see on this show tonight have taken the time to come on and tell us about who they are and what they do. And then we get to hear their challenges, right? Now, I get to talk to a lot of these guys, and you'll probably hear this once or twice, but one of the beautiful things about this is this is your opportunity to pay attention and listen to these people because they're going to tell you how to do really well in this industry. That's true. 
Um, it is true. Well, <laughs> I was going to say is that, you know, so you made me think several things. One is that when you talk about repo agents, I think it sounds a lot like what some people would say about carriers. There's a lot of similarities. Hard to get yeah. a hold of. Don't understand what they're doing. Can't understand their methods. Right? There's a, there's right. a long list. So I imagine, and I think this is why I put the repo hammer down. It was literally a mallet that I would, I would talk about and I'd laugh about. <laughs> but if you're a repo agent, you might have a carrier hammer. Right? Yeah. Well, and a lender hammer and a debtor hammer <laughs> exactly. and the local the local law right. hammer. And I who, mean, you start talking about what oh they do gosh. up in Massachusetts, like you can't go on the person's driveway to get their car. We had a Wendy was down. She's with Jeremy, who's up in Massachusetts area. Anyway, just the pressure. And I don't know how to describe. I wish I could find words, slow down just enough to find the right words to explain the pressure that these people are under is nothing compared to car hauling. I'm sorry. I, I'm a car hauler. I love calling cars. I'll always be a car hauler. And I understand there's plenty of pressure in our industry from all different angles. But these people really have a lot of pressure after them. I mean, nobody's happy to, when you come to take their car, right? Nobody's happy when they wake up in the morning, they go out and their car's not there and they're on their way to work. And once they finally figure out you've got it, they're really not happy when they come to try to get their stuff out of it and get it. So, I mean, just... All these pressures that the people are like, how come you, I mean, in the communication over here, you think, you know, you guys, you car hauler guys think it's bad that somebody wants to know maybe where you are in the next maybe 10 hours. These people are like, where are you right now? That kind the, of stuff. The technology. And that's why I shared the <laughs> link in the live chat. You should check this out. Bookmark it. Watch the Thai live in Houston repo show. Um, the technology that they're working with is yeah. like. It makes it makes complaining about a GPS tracker look silly. Cool. Yeah. And and the thing is, at, at, at the level they're at, I, I'm thinking that you want them to know where you are. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. It's uh, it's oh, intense. It's that, the amount, crazy. and this is where it gets crazy. You know, so we had the repo bunch on. We got our buddy Vaughn and Joel and those guys. Well, Vaughn. Vaughn, you know, when you listen to Vaughn, Vaughn's, Vaughn's real serious, right? I mean, he's a great guy and he has a lot of fun. But when you get him talking about business, he's real straightforward, real serious. Guys, we need more money to do this job. But you go down there and you start looking at these trucks, these, these wheel lifts, these cameras, these laptops inside the truck, the camera cars, the car. There's, there's eight camera cars, Toyota Corollas hybrid models decked out with cameras and laptops and that's their job is to go find the car i could talk about this for a long time well it's a good segue yeah yeah because yeah because the technology you mm. can't get away from it i made that joke i actually couldn't believe it there is a well-known youtuber that had like several guys and they're all laughing about technology and talking mm. about how paper is king and i'm like <clears throat> what what you that's crazy. Is that well? If they were talking about trucking and ELD, they were talking I'm about gonna... they were talking about trucking and oh, okay. payments. And well, like nobody likes ELD, delivering I loads. <laughs> I, listen, I know. Well, listen, ELD and, and that is technology. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, with the whole <clears throat> Chat GPT thing, I'm positive oh, we are in a new acceleration. Hang Ooh. on. 
Boy. Also, with the amount of technology already out there and the things that are changing, the integrations, the APIs, on and on yeah. I could go. So that's why it is so great to yeah, hate the Dennis says, hate the game, not the player. There you go. <laughs> um, I'm so excited to have Titans in car shipping, and not only Titans in, of car shipping, but Titans in technology. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, and, and I want to say, I said that I was going to say this. There are no asset-heavy companies on the show tonight, and it's not because they weren't invited. Yeah, you told me about that. Well, I'm I mean, really shocked. And it really I, was. You know, listen, man, we're wow. going to keep forging ahead. The calendar is going to keep turning. The technology is mm -hmm. going to keep cranking. We're going to keep yeah. doing this. And if you don't want to come on and talk to us, you can just watch it at home, I guess. I don't know, man. All right. I'm going to move on. Pass. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I'm not <laughs> Titans of car shipping. They're not watching anyways. <laughs> Titans of car shipping. Titans oh. in technology and auto transport. I just want to say it again. We have Assertus, Run Buggy, ACV Auctions, Ship Your Car Now, Ship.Cars. We're so lucky to have these folks with us tonight. So let's go back to camera one. Let me crank it up. Here you go, guys. Get ready for the invites and the panels about to get started. Jason, Eftem, Keith. Uh, here comes Pamela and Trent. And the gang, and we'll get the audio sorted out here in a second. Uh, please do keep jumping in the live chat saying hello. National Car Shipping, Inc. I believe that's Justin. What's up? William Damsky is here saying hello. And also, as I do this, as the folks jump into um, the panel, on my screen, there will be a, a person up in the upper right-hand corner, and I'm just going to go in that order um, to keep it all the same. And we have... One more. All right, here we go. I've, well, there's, a, there's enough folks in. This is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. Times of Car Shipping 2 has just begun. Thank you all so much for taking the time to join tonight. Okay, there we go. Our final panelist is jumping in right now. All right, here we go. First on my screen, I have Jason Kong of Run Buggy. Jason, please say hello. Introduce yourself. 30 seconds on the clock. Jay, great to see you again. Ty, you as well. Hello, fellow panelists. Nice to see everybody, and including everyone on the uh, on the chat. Jason Kong here with Rum Buggy. Always been uh, a big fan here to share a little bit about things that we're doing, uh, give some insights on the things that we're seeing. Uh, I happen to oversee a lot of our uh, efforts with our digital platforms and digital companies. So a lot of the integrations, a lot of things that we do uh, to, to build those out. Uh, falls under uh, my watch. So I uh, look forward to sharing a little bit about uh, the company and our activities. Thanks all. Awesome. Thank you, Jason. Um, next up on my screen, I have Pamela Patton, ACV. Pamela, please take the mic. Good evening, Ty and Jay and panelists. Nice to meet everybody that I don't know, which is uh, which is other than Jay and Ty. So nice to meet you guys. Um, I'm uh, Pam Patton. I'm the vice president for ACV. And uh, again, just just like Jason was saying, the digital platform is is, uh, is is a big part of what we are disrupting and kind of changing the pathway to not only just you know within automotive but transportation as well. So it's um it's been a it's been a fun couple years and I continue to uh, to enjoy every bit of it. So I'm excited for for what's to come in 2023. Awesome, 
Thank thanks for having me. Thanks very much for being here. We really appreciate it. Next up, I've got Eftem at ship.cars. Eftem, will you please say hello? Jay, hi, and hi, uh, panelists as well. Um, hello to your audience uh, as well. My name is Eftem. I'm the president at uh, ship.cars and uh, really looking forward to having a nice discussion uh, with uh, all of you about how we can do great things with technology in the uh, automotive transportation space. Awesome. Thank you, Afton, very much. Um, next up, I see Trent at Assertus. Trent, please say hello. Yeah, thanks for having us at uh, Assertus here, and and uh, nice to see all of you familiar faces. Happy Mardi Gras. Today is Fat Tuesdays, for those of you that made it through the day without a drink. Um, that's <laughs> impressive. Uh, you know, uh, Trent Roberg, CEO of Assertus, uh, been in logistics for over two decades, really trying to drive um, the automotive logistics platform that really takes a first to final mile approach from everything associated to logistics and title and registration. But um, I think as Efton just mentioned, it's really all about us coming together to, to make uh, rising tide lifts all ships to make the industry better and more efficient and, and, and uh, better for all of us in our personal and professional lives. Thanks very much, Trent. Appreciate you being here. And finally, we have, Keith Bradley, Shipper Car Now, now Keith, I know that uh, you were testing your background and because um, you know you were just doing a new setup today. If you hit, what is it, mirror? What's that setting on Zoom? Everybody's run into this where your screen looks backward to everybody else, but not uh -huh. you. It's it's kind of frustrating. I wish. Zoom well, let me uh, let thing. me see what I can do about fixing that, Jay. Yeah, I mean you don't have to, but. I figured, oh. you know, this is ATI. We, you know, we're we're all friends here. Uh, give a applause for Keith Shippercar now. Um, I'll tell you what. Why don't you take a look at that in a minute, Keith? Please do say hello. Well, good evening, everybody. Thanks, Jay and Ty, for having me on. Uh, I am the vice president, the new vice president of Ship Your Car Now. Um, recently, have joined the group but have been in the auto logistics now for about 10 years, a little bit more, and uh, really happy to be on the show again. It's Welcome. Great to have you Congratulations. Back. Yeah, nice job. Big job. Good job, Keith. Hey, Pamela said something a minute ago, and I thought this happened the last time that we were all on the, the first Titans. There was a, So uh, who in this panel doesn't know the other person? Yeah, like good if, one. Who doesn't? Do you, who knows everybody in here? Does anybody know everybody? We'll start with that. Anybody know everybody? <laughs> I think you two do. I do. <laughs> Jay and I do. Really? <laughs> yeah. The ATI so guys? <laughs> well, what was really cool is uh, when we did the last Titan, then we end up at NADA, and I see all the people that were on the, uh, I don't remember what the show was that we did, the Titan show where everybody was hanging out pre-NADA. And then I get to NADA, and I see all the people that were on the panel Walking around, shaking hands, hugs. So, uh, who's going to car? That's oh, the next Oh, yeah, one. nice, nice. Anybody going to car? No, okay. Car conference, Two, raise three, your hands, four. yeah. Okay, well, let's make right. sure we connect, good. guys. Good job. Thank you. I'm actually really, really glad big. you said that. That was yeah. a big deal. The The Titans of Car Shipping 1 happened to be right before Used Car Week. We get to Used Car Week. The exhibit floor is hopping with auto transport and logistics. It seemed like a quarter of the floor was transport logistics and yeah suddenly we were like i don't know it was like the high school dance and we were the chaperones and 
It was awesome. So hopefully we get to do a little bit of that yeah. too. It's cool. Good job. Cool. All right. I think um, to your point, Jay, though, as far as used car week for 2023, and if I counted how many different companies for transport were there in San Diego this past year, it'll be interesting to see because there was there was like at least 11 that I counted and I probably missed some. So how many will show up this year? And I, it just it, it'll be interesting to see how that evolves. And I agree with you. And if you add folks that weren't even exhibiting. Right. Just you're up into around. like 15, 16. That's a lot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And there were some asset. It was mostly tech and broker, but you had some asset carriers in there too. It's pretty neat. So we'll have to make it. We'll have to make a bet, and then when we get there this year, we'll see. Like Let's it. go around. We'll start counting around. And oh my gosh, we we're we're over eleven. That that's my number. If we get over eleven, that would be fantastic. All right, cool. So and you'll be at car conference, yeah? I'm not going to be there. I'm no, not going to be there. No. no, no, unfortunately not. Sorry. Are you the only one that's not going to be at car? Eftem, Jason, Trent, Keith, the ATI guys. Somebody from ACV will be there. Which, by the way, that uh, James Raymond guy. Oh, my uh, gosh. Jamie works oh, wow. for me. Yes, I. <laughs> oh, man. Fireball. That guy is awesome. That was Thanks an awesome show. Just imagine how great of a week I have all week. When Actually, he's away this week. So it's been uh, he's been taking some time off and uh, enjoying the family. So it's been good. For those that don't know, uh, Raymond James, what time? Right, James Raymond. Yeah. Jamie. James yep. Raymond. James. Yeah. Uh, I met him at NADA at the ACV reception, and he said he watched the show. And I was like, "Oh, let's have him come on." This guy is—he was with ACV. I met him at the ACV party. Anyway, just a great guy, and he really yep. loves this business. I mean, hearing him talk about—it's just wow, really Very cool. Very passionate. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. We did. Uh, I just put the link in the live chat. That was Auction Remarketing Mavericks. James Raymond was on. Jay, and tying to, to your question about, you know, folks uh, knowing each other on the uh, uh, on this discussion, right? I, I have not uh, met uh, Pamela, for example, so far, but I think start off with, uh, with a great example that we at Cheap Cars actually partner uh, with a company that's owned uh, by ACV called uh, Monkey Eye, and yes. we partner with them on delivering uh, AI damage inspection for carriers uh, to the industry, and uh, he have been doing this for uh, quite some time already. A few months, yeah. good adoption. Yep, we actually uh, Monk came with us to uh, NEDA as well, so. Uh, we had a boo with us, which was fantastic, and uh, he's yes, one of the I, I was lucky to spend some time with with him. Great guy. Yep. No, he's great. And uh, I think, you know, what Monk is going to be doing for, for automotive this year is going to be really, really special. So super excited. It, you know, we talk about technology. It, it's taken it to a whole nother level in so many different categories. So super, uh, super excited for that. I'm sorry. I should probably know the answer. Can you explain what are you calling it? Monk? Monk. Um, it's uh, one of the companies we, we acquired, I guess, last year. Uh, headquartered in Paris, France, and uh, their technology from an artificial intelligence perspective, um, and it's it's literally capturing uh, photography in a in a very specific way around the vehicle. 
So what it's going to do is, you know, let's just think about a consumer that wants to sell their car, isn't going to go to the dealership for whatever reason, maybe they're too busy. They could literally use this uh, software to go around the vehicle and capture uh, the, the inspection without a dealership actually seeing this vehicle live. We already know if this car has been damaged. We know if there's been uh, paint uh, redone to the vehicle in any different panel. It's it's absolutely brilliant. Um, so just what we're building at ACV, this has kind of taken things to the next level uh, technology-wise. So more to come. Wow, thank you. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Great. That's way to kick off the conversation. Anybody <laughs> want to add anything to AI and vehicle inspection? Well, for us, it has always been, you know, trying to make it uh, as simple as possible uh, for the carriers, right? And I think early on, we see some very positive signs on drivers who have started adopting AI damage inspection that it seems like that it's somewhat difficult for them to go back to the standard manual process of, you know, marking every single damage out and, uh, and stuff like that. So, so far, so good. I would like to... So uh, the Okay, so the idea there is to say to take some of the manual labor, I don't know how much, if you can estimate, but manual labor of the inspection from the carrier's hands and it's AI. Wow. Yeah, I think that's gonna that's gonna guide all of us, right? We have to do things and make things uh, that are easy for our users, the transporter community in this case, to use, right? If it's gonna be cumbersome, it doesn't matter how how great it is from a compliance standpoint if it's too difficult to use right they're not going to use it or it's going to be you know mixed uh, mixed results there so everything whether it's uh, ai or just the general usability we want to make sure you have an eye for for the user with all this and i, I think, think there's at point, yeah at some point in time we're going to talk uh, about adoption right this keyword when we talk about technology in the space in general right mm -hmm. Yeah, I think back to Jason's point, you know, focusing on being the easiest to do business with, especially from both the carrier and the shipper side, it's a fundamental principle that uh, has not always been, uh, I guess, persistent and just list logistics as a whole. So I think AI is part of it. You're on this kind of precipice right now where it, you know, it, it's good in some areas and challenged in some areas and continues to get better every day and you know, in and out of carriers, in and out of all of our facilities across the U.S. where we're scanning vehicles, um, you know, and managing vehicles for, for large entities. Uh, it's helped us. Uh, it has. It's still challenged in its, in its progression with technology, but I think that, that is true with everything. If you just read in the general press with ChatGPT and, and now at, at BARD and many others, it's still challenged over this weekend with all of Bing's new release of AI and it's, yeah. and it's friction that's created. It's friction. So, so Jay, are the users in, in your chat real? Right. Chat GPT? Yeah. Silver Mint's not real. Yeah. <laughs> we know that guy's not real. <laughs> For sure. Well, it's really interesting to, to there are so many my mind races at the level of acceleration and change with chat GPT and technologies like that. I guess that's why I've been trying to push so hard for folks to learn, adapt, adopt, and get on board. Because if you are 
stuck in paper and faxes and beepers and something like chat gpt comes along man you might be in trouble well okay so that's here's here's a good question is anybody here does anybody here use paper for damages anymore who uses paper anybody here do you run into carriers using paper Round buggy, ACV. I, I think there's still there's, so there's still, still carriers. There's yeah. still a lot of people using paper. There's it's dealers a lot of right now that still yeah. write everything down on a legal size paper and don't think they need more. And again, it's it's okay because it still works. But come on, you got to move over at some point. So back to the photos, though. I mean, like, okay, from the dealer side at the auction, buying a car, looking at the photo, wanting to get a good CR report, condition report, right? So you've got Black Widow, you've got UVI, you've got these different companies that are taking these amazing photos and nothing flat. And the, there's supposed to be AI in that as well, which I don't even know what that means. But it's learning the difference between a chip and a scratch and a dent and a ding, I guess. Is that right? Is that what we're learning here? Yep. I would say so. I had somebody tell me the other day that the technology they're working on, they have a database of, I don't know, thousands of images of vehicles for the AI to compare. I don't know how this all works, right? And and in that comparison, that's the beginning of the process of determining that there's, oh, there's something here that's not supposed to be here because it's not on the original. Anybody want to run with that? Yeah, I mean, the reality is you have to teach it something. So you have to give it a template. You have to give it something to build upon. Different cars, different makes, different models, different paint schemes. You know, challenged in weather conditions, snowy conditions, dirt, things like that. So it's got to learn just like every other machine learning platform. And Jay, to your uh, to your comment, it's it's more about millions of, of images. And today people have AI that creates the images themselves, right? They create fake AI-generated vehicle images that they can use to, you know, retrain uh, the models. But, but it's cool on the on the chat GPT uh, topic and in general how these kinds of technology. Well, think about um, I don't know. For example, we have uh, carriers as the major uh, base of our customers, and we want to offer multi-language support, right? One of the great ways to do this, instead of uh, you know having uh, folks that talk different languages, right, is to use technology that you know you have um, uh, a person that types you know in English, and then on the on the other side you see the text appear in I don't know any any other language that uh, that the driver, for example, would like. And today this happens seamlessly, and most of the people would not even understand, you know, that there is an, an engine behind it. It's fascinating. I, I it's saw fascinating, this. It's huge. I mean, do you understand how big that is for this industry, the transport industry? That's amazing well, to me. It's going to be shocking. It is. <laughs> would you look at it? Yeah. Would you, I saw this video today. And this is, see, this is part of the thing is that the <laughs> chat GPT, how old is chat GPT stuff? What, five weeks? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, and it's just racing into the future. Um, I saw this video today on, I think it was on LinkedIn. I don't know. And it was a, and I don't know the, I don't know the commentator's name. I'm going to say a sports commentator. And they just took a phone and walked around him and took video of him. I don't know. I didn't know what was happening. 
just I see the cell phone going around this guy and capturing video. Did you see this, Trent? And then they hit a button and they put that guy into pre-recorded NBA sports footage and it looked like he was on the court dunking like it was kind of like a video game and I was like but they they literally just recorded the video of him and now he's suddenly in this pre-recorded NBA footage dunking on other players I thought okay if you could do that I don't know man yeah that's the uh, NBA uh, the EA Sports video game NBA where you can take yourself and put yourself in the video game and play as your actual self rather than just your name and it shows your face and everything dunking. Interesting. And it was so. <laughs> so I guess what I'm trying to figure yeah. out is if I'm if so the dealer who's buying the car, he's getting these amazing AI pictures that make him think this car, this 2020, is a brand new car with zero miles. And when it gets to his shop, it doesn't look anything like it, and the carrier's going to get an earful. How's this all going to pan out? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, thank you. So, taking that, how does this relate to auto transport? Because there's a scam in here somewhere, right? If you can doctor up photos to sell a car online at an auction. Set the scam aside, Ty. What's the upside? Everything's a scam. (laughs) Yeah, no, let's... So, what's the upside? What's What's the... What's the business prospect given that kind of I technology? Would, what can we I would do? think it would help the carrier. If it, based on this monk that I just found out about, the carrier's taking the pictures when he before he picks up the car. This AI technology is learning. It's got to have some benefit, some value to the guy that's loading the car. Yeah, it's is it going to be, be perfect? Mm-hmm. Nothing's perfect, right? Is it is it a huge improvement from that piece of paper that has a couple number two pencil marks on it? Absolutely. Right. So, you know, I think anytime you can introduce transparency and real time information into the process, it, it's only going to be to the benefit of, of the good actors out there. And I, I think right, in that instance, in that example, it's probably more on the customer side of things, not representing things than the actual transporter. And I, I think, at least in my my time here, bringing that visibility into uh, into the experience has I mean, transporters overall have have really really embrace this because finally they have a way to say it's it's not my problem the, the car didn't have a mirror when i picked it up right Here, here's the pictures right even if it's not you know the the fanciest uh, of, of ais it's here's a real picture so I, I think you know technology hey it's there's, there's nothing's ever perfect but with those thousands to, to millions of pictures and eventually billions is it going to get better for everybody yes yes it will it's not going to go backwards you know, maybe maybe a real world example too here is so you got people you know you transporters or carriers touching thousands of vehicles uh, over the course of a year or entities like all of us who are touching you know millions of bins right when you think about the inspection time that it takes to do a CR even if it's just a, a risk CR at the beginning or you know pick up or delivery of that vehicle if you can start taking those pictures which we can do you know every, a lot of people do today. And then you institute some AI in there that flags, so I'm not having to circle, type in, circle, type in. You think about the time and then amplify that over millions of VINs, it's a big savings. Even on a, a simple transporter that's got a nine-car hauler, nine cars, he might save 10 minutes per car times exactly. nine. Now you're talking about a real time savings on an hour and a half per day, theory. You know, exactly, and, and also... 
Yeah, if, if I can uh, jump in, um, also protection from, from liabilities, you mentioned it, uh, you take the pictures prior to the pickup. So today, uh, even for uh, drivers that are using technology to, to take pictures, think about the quality of the pictures that, that, that they do. It might be it might be nighttime, it might be raining, uh, their camera might not be good enough and the focus is not there. Today, through the app, we can give them the, the opportunity when they are taking a picture of, a, of the particular vehicle, not only that, uh, you know, through technology, uh, you can automatically mark all of the, all of the damages, but it, it can also tell you, this is not the proper picture, right? This right. image is blurry, right? Or it's too dark, right? And, and this helps uh, tremendously exactly when, um, uh, when we talk about, uh, you know, doing this uh, pretty much 24 seven. I, I think it does another thing too, is from the dealership side as well. If we can send APIs of those pictures even before, or send them even before they get to the dealership, the dealership is already knowing what they have to do on the recon side. Um, and it even goes beyond that. If, you, if dealerships require syndication or want syndicated photos as quickly as possible, if we increase the number of photos that we take, they can syndicate even before those cars, if the, if the car is clean, even before that car reaches the lot. And for dealerships, it's all about holding costs. And if you can reduce those holding costs in return and um, decrease the time to being frontline ready and fully merchandised, that's going to help them on the dealership side as well. Well, to your point, in that space, think about it right now, how many service departments are so backed up just trying to get cars through recon or, you know, through the, the detail side of things, whatever space you're, you're having that bottleneck right now, this could definitely be something that could change that whole space and at least get those pictures out. So, you know, you've got something versus the stock photo, which absolutely. You know, we still have today. And it's all about turn time, right? With the dealerships, if they can mm -hmm. turn those cars a lot quicker, if they're syndicated online to cars, guru cars.com, yep. um, if you go online, look for a Malibu, there's a hundred Malibus at three different dealerships. If there's no photo out there and it says coming soon, they're going right by that car. So if you can put those cars on that dealership's web website long before they even get there, even before they get there, that car is gonna have eyes on it long before it normally would. And if you take a holding cost between 40 and $70 a day, you decrease that time by three days, four days, five days, now you're looking at millions of dollars in savings for dealerships alone. Yeah, we, you know, maybe another real world example we see tied today, and, and Jay is they're making those recon decisions prior to the transport even happening. So, how bad is this vehicle? Can it go to my service center for a, a light work, or does it need to go to a full recon center? You actually removed, unfortunately for all of us here, you remove a transportation leg in that conversation. So, you know, effectively, that's a big savings uh, if you're not having to, to double move a VIN. Uh, years ago, as a dispatcher, I, I was, it occurred to me at some point, you got the, you got the vehicle inspections, they were on paper then. That's how long ago it was when I was dispatching. Then it went to electronic bills of lading with pictures inside the app. And I kept thinking, once the car gets delivered, everything just gets thrown away and 
well, we don't need that information anymore. And I'm thinking, you've got information right here. Then in the news, I'm reading, okay, Ford, I think, said it was in pre-delivery vehicle inspection is where they noticed there was a battery issue. And I also saw on autoremarketing.com today, uh, Bob Grill at Carfax was talking about how you want every piece of data for that car buyer, whether you put on <laughs> tires, etc. So it seems like we're getting closer to data along the process being there for the next customer and adding value. Is that is that part of the vision of updated technology and where we're where we're now and where we're going? One hundred percent. I I think even to take it a step further for groups, it's not it's not enough for us to just have the data. It's also now what what vehicle belongs on what location of within that group? Where is it going to sell for more? Is it going to be in the northern part of the, you know, let's say they have a, we'll just make it up. They have a north, northern store. They have one in the south, one in east, one in west. Is the Honda Civic going to make more money in the east or is it going to be better served on the west location? That's where we need to take the technology to because that's that's ultimately what will help our, our dealers sell more cars. So... JEF, uh, from, from my side to your question, data really is the thing uh, that makes a technology platform like ours work, right? Being able to match the shippers and the carriers at the right time. The more data uh, you know we have, the better we are able to service uh, to service our uh, our customers. So this is the most crucial thing, in my opinion. Yeah, it's the helpful. Data the data. Yes. Okay. It's, it's helpful for both transporters uh, and the shippers, right? When yeah. we're working exactly. with the, the, the OEMs or the, the large banks, they want to know down to the, down to the VIN, right? What happened down to the, the meter down to the second, what's going on with that VIN, but also in aggregate, Hey, how's the whole portfolio doing? What's the distribution of moves? Who, where are the slow pickup sites? Who are the great transporters that are out there? Let's steer more business to them. Or, or as Pamela mentioned, Hey, what are my, transport costs uh, and opportunity costs uh, about sh uh, sending a car to this auction versus this this market. Yeah. So that that's incredibly important to them, right? Every every large enterprise out there, that's that's what they're solely focused on. But then on the transport side of things, you know, it's it's really hard to to manually do things at scale when everything's done on a piece of paper to offer up and serve what's the most relevant job for you, Mr. And Mrs. Transporter. Can't do that when you're you're sifting through, you know, coffee stained bill of ladings. But when we have the, the right information and understand what your capacity is, what your capabilities are, the routes that you like to run. Hey, by the way, there's here's five loads for you along the your route today. That's the power of data, right? It, it helps keep cars uh, moving, keeps trucks full, right? It, cars move faster. Everyone's happier. Yeah. Hey, Pamela. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. yeah keep just going. To just to add to that, the uh, another important piece of, we talk about data, we talk about analytics. Um, <clears throat> you look at information and then you have to turn it into working knowledge. And that working knowledge really comes on both sides, both on the carrier side and on the, um, the final customer side. Let's take a dealership, for instance. If you've got the data and you're not doing anything to help that dealer figure out where their costs are, is it cheaper to buy a car that's 500 miles away, that might be $300 less than the auction that's closer, 
but what's the delivery time? What's the pickup time? Um, all that information is there. And that analytics needs to be done for those dealerships and for other customers to help them understand exactly what their true costs are. When you start looking at the total cost to get those cars finally sold, whether it's getting it merchandised online, if they're got, having holding days that are five days more, now it costs you more to get that car that was cheaper that was 500 miles away than the one that was 150 miles away. All that data is out there and we need to start using it. The technology is great. Technology is great, but what are we doing with that technology to provide additional services to our customers too? Boom. Nice. Um, I, I'm going to, the, the live chat is having a conversation and we're having a conversation. I'm going to, I'm just going to say, is it, has it become mm -hmm. easier to understand the, the dealer and their market versus the carrier? Are we still, are we, anybody want to, or, or, or we can say pass. No, I, JL, I want to understand the question more. Yeah. Um, are you saying, is it easier for us to respond to what the dealers are looking for than it is to respond what the carriers need? Yeah, I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I think it is because it's more of a captured audience. That's a single point of contact in a lot of cases. So you have those conversations with a single dealer who has a single reason for wanting certain things certain ways, where when you start working with carriers, there's so many, right? Um, and we like to use, and we've used it a few times in this show, that blue chip carrier, which are the ones we want to work with, the ones that want to use the technology, understand the purpose that they're using it for. It's not just because you want to track a GPS. Turn your GPS on because it's part of the customer service that we provide the end client. So working with those carriers, helping them to helping to educate them because every vertical has different needs and wants and they're hauling for dealers, they're hauling for fleets, they're hauling for retail, they're hauling for repos. So there's different requirements. So getting the needs for all of those carriers to understand the different verticals is really difficult. Before I move on, I have something to add. Does anybody, yeah, does anybody want to, I know we're, there, uh, well, way, I don't I know where, I apologize that we're off the rails, but well, no. we do something different on ATI. I do have, I have got questions I, I want to get to and talk about, but if we don't address the live chat, it'd be a mistake. Jay, I will, I will take a turn. I'll okay. take a turn. Right. Um, so, in general, my opinion is that the space is maturing from a from a tech perspective, right? You have way more shippers or carriers. Okay, let's take the dealerships example or or large, mid-size or uh, you know small carriers using technology today versus say three years ago, and especially uh, versus using five years ago. So adoption is there; it's happening. Is it? slower than I guess everybody has expected and what we have seen in, I don't know, maybe other industries, including, you know, general freight business, maybe to an extent. And to, to, to Keith's point, right, it is it is our job at the, the, the people on, on, on this call and the others involved in the, in the, in the industry uh, to communicate properly uh, and to ensure that people know 
why utilizing technology is critical. Kitty is saying yes, it's it's part of the um, part of the experience that, for example, a, a broker wants to create for their for their end end customer, right? And especially today, when you know home delivery is getting more and more uh, important, right, and more and more frequent, I think as a as a uh, as a business. Uh, but at the same time, you always have to be able to answer the question that the carriers, for example, uh, themselves ask, what is it for me in this, right? Why do I need to, you know, I don't know, use uh, five different apps uh, to complete a single inspection, for example? And sometimes these are not, uh, you know, easy, easy answers. Just adding to that, you mentioned, you know, general freight, the way I look at automotive logistics is somewhere around five to seven years behind the general freight market from a from a technology adoption, a digital transformation, any buzzwords you want to throw out there, you'll see that and and from that comparative advantage. Uh, we've seen some of these stories. We've seen some of these play out again. So I think the adoption curves are a little bit faster in a in a you know a niche market like we play in. It's a huge market, twenty seven billion CAM. It's it's a big scalable market and it's coming along that adoption stage to maturation uh there's some comments in the quotes you know uh, carriers weren't using e you know e-bill of lading back in 14 15 that was only eight years ago and and even today to pam's mentioned some there's still paper out there being you know shifted back and forth so it's an Sometimes adoption. There's have, a in there, for sure. Well, I, I've heard from, uh, you know, shippers and brokers that are uh, utilizing our technology that uh, sometime, sometimes more than a third of the carriers that they work with are still uh, on paper BOL. Well, and I, and I think a to, third? you know, even what Jason said earlier, we're not going to go backwards. But, but here's the point. I, and again, I don't know what the chat's saying because I can't see that. But if, if, if the carriers are wondering, and it, to, to your question, Jay, I think it's about, you know, it's about the experience. You know, look at the consumer today that wants to go and buy a car. They're so much more educated. They know so much more when they show up at that dealership. That's even if they show up anymore, because a lot of times they can do all that from home now, right? They don't even have to leave their couch. And so for a carrier, I think it's also the experience of how are they going to, you know, get from point A to B, maybe to your point, you know, the, the language barrier is an issue. It's an issue when they get to the dealership to begin with. So the sooner we can kind of bridge those gaps, um, you know, especially with certain languages being, you know, at least the ones that I'm seeing for the most part, it's it's Ukraine, it's Russian, it's Spanish. Like we need all of that to be so much more accessible for no matter what company you're using, make it easier so that their experience, carrier or not, they can get through that. And, and it's not, um, you know, the other thing we didn't talk about yet, which Jay, I probably uh, should have asked if I should even bring this up. But yes, what about getting consumer cars? Right now, those carriers, you know, sometimes they're the wrong size to get on Main Street, you know, in the little suburban neighborhood, but they've got to get the car because that's what they've been asked to do. So we've got to almost figure out whether it's, you know, from us on the transportation side, are we giving the right jobs, especially if it's to a consumer's house, 
to pick up for a dealer that just bought it. How's that going to go? Because we're just kind of evolving into that space, I feel like, more now than than we've ever had before. So I'll just I'll, I'll leave that point out there. But Jay, yeah, take it away. Yeah, you know, I know this show is primarily focused on on the transporters out there, and it's our our job to help give a little bit of perspective uh, based off of the things that that we're seeing there. These these things are all true, but if if the conversation today is focused on, hey, I got to move off of paper bill waiting to electronic bill waiting, then then we're lost, right? So just to give some insight, right? Most of the if these transporters, the, the, those that are listening here, taking the time to learn, it's because they want to grow their business. They want to grow their business, understanding that the large uh, companies out there, large customers, they need and want partners that are integrated into their supply chain, right? So they're spending tens of millions of dollars uh, on, on Oracle, on their in-house development teams, building out um, you know, all their systems. They're expecting transportation to be the exact same from a security standpoint, from a, a technology standpoint. So that, that requires actual cloud native architecture, you know, something that's highly extensible, something that's really secure, right? It's not just because they want to see that, that one car one time. I saw a comment earlier in the chat um, before the, the panel started about someone getting hacked, right? Cybersecurity requirements for all customers, the individual dealer, um, grandma who wants to ship her car, Toyota, whoever it is, large or small, they're very, very concerned. And that, that's, that's something that they are holding all of their partners accountable to. So cybersecurity has to be a top priority for everyone here. You know, the, a large customer is not going to buy your version of cybersecurity is you lock the bill of lading in the cabinet that only you have the key for. Right? That's, that's not going to cut it. So any of the apps, any of the technology providers that, that a, a transporter or, or any of us work with, we, we have to make sure that we're being very thoughtful about that. We have the, the most robust uh, system out there that meets the needs and requirements of basically bank level security. Because uh, that's that's what's being asked of of us, and probably everyone on the on the call here. I'm gonna say so. This is interesting, is that um, because I, I do, and we we're, we're hitting upon education. Education is a really big part of what we need more of. Um, and I think part of the problem is there we have to learn what it is. What is the education that needs to be addressed first um, for different uh, areas of automotive. This channel is for, wait for it, all the verticals. That's that's crazy talk. Um, but from, I mean, all the way from the OEM that's looking to get into the dealer space to the dealers and the auctions and the carriers and uh, the technology, insurance companies, equipment, etc. We have so many verticals that actually do look at things differently that I'm trying to put it all on one platform because as we see the, the, your customer, which I believe is, you know, the dealer or the shipper, uh, they're also having issues, questions with the carrier. And it seems like every carrier that we talk to believes they are a blue chip carrier, but they can't be right. That can't be true. So, do we need uh, like a, a blue chip carrier test? Like, well, are you those non blue non-blue chip? chip carriers aren't, aren't watching your show? I right? that's true. <laughs> they're yeah. not, and they're never going to. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there 
the blue chip carrier test. It 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 that probably needs a Super Bowl commercial, and then and then an implementation. We got to figure out who's a blue chip carrier and who's not. And if you're not, are you interested in becoming a blue chip carrier? Um, because you might be the one taking the loads off the load board for 50 bucks less, bringing all the rates down. That's what you hear of all the arguments on Facebook or we got a band together. And I keep saying there's no getting the band back together. You, and it's in the live chat. Nobody can't get. Well, then you hear the somebody like Pamela is talking with ACV talking about going to the person's house and picking up a car. I mean, that, did you hear that, everybody? I mean, I swear I heard her say this. Did you say that? What's the I use case? That. Was that it, what, tell us the use case. What, what, give us an example, can you? Um, uh, the case would be, you know, uh, dealer group has a consumer-facing platform where they're trying to acquire more cars from consumers because, as we know, inventory shortages since COVID have have been a real thing and they're still existing today. So even though we're kind of getting back to whatever the normal is, it's not really normal yet. And so dealers are trying to find other ways. Um, some of them have figured out, you know, a a lease return plan, if you will, where I just want to get you, you know, uh, consumers that want to get out of their lease early, they can, they, that could be a platform. Um, but again, it's all consumer facing. So when we go to pick those vehicles up in transportation, it's, <laughs> If, if I've got a, uh, a 12 car hauler and right. I really need to get on this street, I'm going to get stuck. So and how, what's that experience for that carrier right now, let alone the consumer that has to de it's it's not a pretty sight, right? Is, yeah. is this a disconnect between sales and operations? My point is, is it possible that in dispatch they should have known it was a 12 car trying to squeeze into an alley in Boston? See, that's where I don't know. I'm sorry to interrupt. It's not my conversation. But I think, why why are you in a 12-car hauler to getting one single car anywhere? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's confusing to me, right? So, huh? Yeah, cl <laughs> you know, classic job of uh, the job to be done. you got to profile, you mentioned earlier, profiling the carriers. You know, and that's, you know, the way that we, we're – the pickup from the consumer is challenging in its own sense because it's transactional. Even more challenging is the delivery, the digital retail to the consumer, because you might have to do a new car orientation. You might have to manage the expectation of your customer's customer. So, you know, it ranges from, you know, the, the large CDL class eight car hauler to a W2 driver physically. And, you know, trying to match that in the fragmented world we live in. And that's very transactional. When you look at the, the digital retailing component, it's all transactional. It's not full loads. So then you have routing opportunities. You have that experience of having to talk to the consumer and, and manage that. Sometimes, you know, a lot of these entities out there are building the plane while they're flying it. And sometimes there's a paperwork that needs to be signed. Hmm. There's financial transactions that need to happen. There's a lot going on in this industry, even outside of that middle mile component. And to, uh, to, to the, um, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I just one quick note. I think it's also for, for that carrier picking that vehicle up. 
it's a different conversation when you're going to have a conversation with that consumer versus them showing up at ABC Honda and picking up, you know, three cars. It, it's that's a different it's a different type of a, a process, right? So that's where I think we just need as as an industry, we need to get better if we're gonna stay in this space in in acquiring more consumer cars. That's all. Yep. Uh and, and, uh, and to and to your uh to your point, we have been especially in the past two years, I think, we've been hearing more and more from the shippers and brokers that utilize our platform that they want to see a picture of the equipment that the carrier is going to use for yeah. the particular pickup or delivery prior to assigning, you know, the load to them so that now we have uh, technology that, you know, pretty much facilitates at the transaction level, the exchange of, of, of this information so that if carrier at the end of the day would, wouldn't know, um, wouldn't be able to make the call, okay, is this equipment the proper equipment to go in and pick up this particular vehicle, then maybe, you know, somebody at the shipper will be able to to assist them uh, with that. Can you imagine if we had this panel right now at a trade show, a large trade show in front of dealers and remarketers and lenders, at this level of transportation discussion, I don't think I've seen that. Let's get the band together in Vegas. Let's put the band back together. Let's do that's, it. <laughs> I mean, that was good. That's where we're at. That's it, it's yeah. interesting. That's what the the point of this is. Um, we're going in all different directions. Does anybody have anything to add? We might move into one of these. Uh, pr I'm really proud that we're 40 minutes into this show and I haven't even read a question yet. Can you believe that? <laughs> that never happens at a trade show. So much for the prep work. My, uh, no, yeah, why did I spend all that energy? That's oh, right. A lot of it was. Uh, uh, so I, I've got one for you, Jay. I want yeah. so everybody. I'm I'm gonna kind of play silly for a minute, but I'm assuming everybody on the panel here is looking for good carriers. Raise your hand. Is that true? Good carriers. So let's do real quick. I'll, give me two, everybody. I'll give you a chance to think about it. Give me two characteristics that you think qualifies as a good carrier and i don't care if you everybody uses the same one but just just let's start with uh jason right yeah i like this two okay. criteria just that two. makes a a good carrier i mean yeah uh, great communication right um looking to do the right thing and uh you know flexible hey we're we're gonna present them a lot of different offers a lot of different work you know if they if it works for them works for the customer that's that's great so Communication and flexible. Okay. Um, I, I don't know the words promptness. I'm looking for, you know, it, it, again, you have a, a load that comes out. I want somebody to respond like fast. <laughs> I don't want it to sit there for a couple hours. Like we want that efficiency side of it. So level of service. Um, I would even take it to superior service if we could. So, and that, that would be from front end to the back end as well. And then what we'll do is at the end of this, we'll put everybody in the live chat. We'll bring in seven carriers and see what they say. Okay. Efton. Responsiveness, I think, is one. Responsiveness Thank you. Being responsive. Yes, that's what and I was trying to say. That's a good one. Responsiveness. That's good. And, uh, yeah, in, in, in general, I think um, 
I don't know, I think I think like they say every every train gets its gets its passengers, right? So we're we're looking at local small local carriers, right? Or the the big you know national uh, national players. I I think that they come with each of them comes with their with their offering, and we as you know providers have to also cater to the to the different needs. For me, it's never about okay, here's the shipper side and here's the here's the carrier side. It's about how we how we make those two actually actually work so yeah responsiveness it's a good word okay good job trent uh first two words that came to mind were communication and partnership the communication we covered partnership is really around every every event is not created equal and every job is not created equal and every load is not created equal and that includes the economics of the job or uh or the profile or geographic uh, principles of, of the job. So it's really on, when I think carrier, it's not necessarily even just a singular driver. It could be a larger carrier and the partnership associated there. All right. And Keith? Boy, it's, it, it's hard to follow all of that. You guys hit it's pretty tough, much a lot yeah, of them. But I, I, I think of two others, and one of them is um, using the available technology that you have and that's been given to you to use. Um, and I think a parent is a big one as well, that you represent yourself as the carrier as well as the shipper to the end customer. I think that is a very large piece of what makes us as a shipper using blue chip carriers a differentiator. Mm, I'm going to do a follow up here then. So what, what, what would you say? So you have everybody well, has a carrier I, base. Ooh, I got two. Yeah, I got two. You got to have two too, don't you? Oh, do I need no? Mine was own no. your own business and build oh. a lane. Own your oh, own yeah. business and build a lane. There's yeah. my two. Okay. That's yours. Go ahead. Um, I am going to ask the question. So everybody has a carrier base, right? A carrier pool from which loads get booked and moved. What would you like to see? change about the carrier base you have now anybody want to take that what would you like to see change or is it perfect your carrier base is perfect hmm. show of hands what would you like to see change improve hmm. yeah i think you know from from our perspective a little bit of a loaded question of course but um the way that i look at the carrier base is they're our most important customer Right. And the more that we can continue to partnership outside of a transactional relationship, which this industry is heavily transactional, a lot of what we do, because there's a huge spot market that persists. Um, that's where, you know, it becomes a shippers or carriers market. And if you can get it'll never be in parity. Mm -hmm. But if you can understand the cyclicality and in, in in our business and really create and foster those relationships and good times and bad, that's that's what, you know, I think helps everybody in the long run. It's not short-term greed. It's it's long-term benefit. What you just said, actually, I just wrote this down. Uh, we have a new we have a new content series now because of Trent. Loaded <laughs> questions with ATI. It's a new educational series. I don't want to be the first. Yeah. I don't want to be the first on that one. No, my point. Okay, so. <laughs> We, we see a need for continued education in the marketplace. 
outreach with the carriers, uh, whether it's how the app works or, or whatever it is. Uh, because whether it's actually conveying to carriers the way you're thinking about your customers, the dealers, the shippers, fleets, etc. What would you want that, yeah. Yeah, Jay, I think one of, you're, you're hitting on a really good point. And one of the things that we're really working hard to is that carrier relations piece of it. And we say, what would we like to see to have more carriers in that lane is really having more communication with those carriers outside of just dispatching to them. It's helping them understand who exactly. certain customers are and say, this is a dealership and the dealership space is a little bit different. These are the things that might be a little bit different and actually give them something that's documented perhaps or or even doing podcasts that say, hey, look, this is for carriers only to talk about our customers and expectations. Yeah, but I think it's an interesting thing that um, I don't think carriers understand some of the challenge that challenges that brokers encounter or technology companies. And I don't, you know, I, I spend a lot of time with my drivers on a weekly, daily basis, educating them on why I sent you to the auction to go get nine cars and you only came back with six, right? And they're, they're mad about it. They're having a hard time, couldn't find it. I looked for the three that I didn't get for four mm -hmm. hours and you should have known and now I hate you and I'm gonna quit, right? I mean, rah. Well, okay, slow down. Time out. I, I need you, and I would love for you to stay here, but here are some of the things that you don't know. What happened? There's this thing called PSI. There's this thing called uh, post-sale inspection, PSI. There's um, there's all kind. There's an if, if. It, it, I, I bought nine, but three were on an if, and I didn't get them. And I didn't, and Ty's trying to call the drive, the dealers, who knows where that guy's at, at 10 o'clock at night, right? So that, I think, and I'm, I'm not, Saying if you guys want to talk about some of the challenges that you have, you have to. But you're more than welcome to help educate us on some of the challenges that you run into and why it's so important to have some carriers that kind of understand how to work with each other. Is that fair? Did I say it right? No. Beyond the Dispatch. I wrote that down. Beyond the Dispatch, that's Beyond the name. Not Loaded <laughs> Questions. Beyond the dispatch. <laughs> but, okay, but I Keith, like that, Jay. <laughs> Keith, well, this is what ATI is here for. It's a gift. Use it. Yeah, uh, Keith, you you were saying, you know, uh, this education. There's so much opportunity here. Why? Why isn't it happening? Or is it happening? Or, or what can we do? How can ATI help? Can we help? Yeah, I, I Jay, I think you can help, and I think part of it is lack of execution on a lot of sides. It's taking the time to put something together. It's tearing up. And I think we're at that point in time now where we used to haul metal and that's what a lot of carriers did. We haul metal. And now it's, it's and maybe I'm off a little bit, but it's really important for us now to understand markets and what part we play in that chain. And I don't know that we've done a really good job explaining or guiding or working with our partners about what we do that impacts the next piece that happens. And we need to just do that. We've taken that for granted. We know what it is. Right. And sometimes we assume that other person knows what it is. You've said it very well. And that's well. a wrong yeah. assumption. We all know what happens when we assume. 
you know, we make an ass of you and me. And really? I've done that more than more than one time. I've assumed something, and I don't learn either unless I know what part I play on the next handoff and what happened before I got to where I am. And Ty, you made a great a great point. I went to pick up nine, I got six. What happened? Well, there's a lot of things that happened between the time you were dispatched to go pick those vehicles up to when you were finally there to do, actually load those cars and move them to their final destination. And the same thing happens on the ass end of that. There's a lot of things that happen from the time you pick that car up to when it finally gets delivered. And then what happens after it gets delivered? There's so many things that are part of the puzzle that a lot of us just don't know what those issues are. And we need to yeah. do a better job of getting together and figuring those things out. Yeah, Ty, dude, Ty going back to the, the comment you made about, uh, you know, transporters need to be able to build a lane and the, the comment about transporters getting so fixated and uh, upset about the three cars that they, they couldn't find. Right. We have to step back as an industry and, and you know, in our communications with the transport and mm -hmm. say, well, you missed out on, on those three that were part of those loads. But, hey, here's here's 20 more cars at the same location going in the same direction. How about mm -hmm. how about that? Right. And being able to understand uh, their business, communicate the things that are relevant to them, just not what they've historically been used to. But wait a minute, you don't have to run route A to B when A to B to Z is also available and convenient to you. And really helping them learn to grow their business in a way that, that suits uh, their capacity, their capabilities, their, their lifestyle. Um, there's one thing that I can you know, want for, for our transporter base. It's, it's to continue to use the tools, continue to use the resources uh, that are available to them because there's, there's a lot of tech, the technology is there to help them, to help them grow their business if they're if they're open to using it. The, the disparity between everyone here understanding of the marketplace versus the carrier that just looks at a load board and is trying to figure out which mm -hmm. single units to put together is multiple enormous. load boards. <laughs> well, yeah. right. Well, you got multiple mm -hmm. load boards, multiple apps. It's it's wild. What these are two completely different ecosystems. Trying they, they to connect are, them is to, almost painful. Yeah, they, they are. But to, to, to the question about you know education, I think the moment you start showing the economics of it to both the shippers and the carriers, right? Mm -hmm. What does it mean to to you know to to be partnering, to be integrated together, to be connected through some form of technology, and what does this do economically to your business, right? Uh, where's your uh, you know, monthly revenue versus where it was before. Because at the end of the day, when we talk about the shippers and the carriers, and this is what we are facing as a as a technology provider, right? You have somewhat, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it out loud, you have somewhat opposing uh, goals to an extent, right? On the on the shipper side or on the broker side, sometimes you want to you wanna minimize carrier pay, right? And from the carrier's perspective, looking at the load board, you want to maximize uh, you know the that the is the, that is the essential problem. Yes. So that then is. I think where where technology comes in is to be uh, you know open and agnostic and not care about what the price realistically is as long as it is the right price, right? Matching the particular need of the shipper and because education, you know, uh, it needs to happen on the on the shipper side as well. 
how many times you know we have heard of a i know a dealer or an or an auction that you know negotiating with a with a carrier for uh, $25 or for for $50 sometimes you know not realizing necessarily what one additional day of this car sitting on their lot costs right for example similarly on the on the carrier side to 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 Jason's point uh, you know okay you've missed out on an, on an opportunity or, or you don't want to take a particular load that you don't feel it's fairly priced look at the alternatives and make the best cost because at the end of the day uh, when we're talking about the spot market the carriers are choosing from a pool of loads that are available right and especially i think relevant in the current uh, you know uh, state that the uh, the market is in i think this is even more uh, critical after me bring up some good points I, I don't know that we have on opposite sides i want the carriers to be paid as much as they possibly can we've commoditized the business unfortunately because there are bad shippers out there and there are bad carriers out there and that load board where you throw it out there and they're willing to take it has commoditized the market to the point where if you are a dealer and let's just say you're going out and sometimes you go and do your own um, you go out to Central Dispatch or wherever you might be going, and you load your own out there. You see where the prices are, and these people are taking these loads. You believe that's where the pricing is. Uh, we recently were on an RFP, and they did three rounds of pricing, and we kept bidding lower and lower and lower against each other. And so we're, we're guilty of that, too. But we have to make sure that we are charging what needs to be charged. We understand where the market should be. And then we become premium providers, not at a premium cost, but at the cost the market should be at so that everybody is in there. The carrier should be paid for what they're doing. Absolutely. The more I can pay a carrier, the better. Does that mean I'm going to take less? Maybe sometimes, but that's my job is to make sure the pricing that I'm giving is the pricing where the carrier is going to be successful and it's a good load for them. I also think that the pricing side of this, you know, more difficult loads. And what I mean by that is, you know, where I live in Pennsylvania, I know that this is not a fun place for carriers to come to. I'm aware. We've got a lot of hills. We've got a lot of turns and it's not easy. Plus, there's a lot of toll roads, so it's not fun. So those spaces, we should be charging, you know, we should be making those a higher a dollar amount, knowing that those carriers are going to have a tougher time. And and again, it's not, you know, if you're if you're going Pittsburgh to Boston, not so bad. But when you have to go Pittsburgh, let's say to Virginia, and you've got to go through all those windy roads. It's not fun. And so they should be paying more. We should be we should be making sure that everybody's compensated uh, for the for the uh, the load that it is, if you will. Yep. We just made a good point is that uh, we carriers, drivers will talk a lot about, you know, racing each other to the bottom. But if you've got if you've got the folks working with the shipper bringing the rate down because of competition, then obviously that's going to trickle down. And now you've got it would explain how some of those rates just can't get adjusted upward. And it started much higher up initially. Um I'm going to read a question. I actually combined two questions. I'm going to actually read a question 
and I, I almost hate to do that because I'd love to finish the show without reading a question, but I think carriers want to hear some good news. So what, it, what good news can you share with them? What tech features have you introduced that you want carriers to know more about? Let's start with Jason. Well, there's a lot of news out there about the, uh, the economic conditions and which way is the economy going. Uh, and uh, and so on and so forth. A lot of people wringing their hands about that. But I, I'd say to those in this industry is that regardless of which way it goes, there's cars to be moved, right? From a, a retail standpoint, uh, there's a growing number of customers uh, that want their cars delivered. That's great. Economy continues to, to go up. Hey, people are going to continue to want to buy cars and have them delivered. Economy goes down, well, the remarketing channels continue to, to, to fill up. Right, so cars are going flowing through to auctions, uh, repossession work might uh, might go up, uh, etc. So, if you're uh, if you're one of those blue trip transporters, right, if you uh, have a great partnership, just like with uh, we've we've discussed uh, here with uh, the, the the companies here today, and are, are looking to grow your business and have great communication, there's there's business to be had, one hundred percent. I'd say from a, a a technology standpoint that I think uh, you want carriers to know about. Uh, again, going back to the um, you know the, the hacking incidents, right? Uh, you know, password like t- passwordless technology is something that that we introduced uh, mm-hmm. recently as part of part of the requirements that some of our big um, shipper companies have. But the resulting uh, benefit to the transporter has been actually really surprisingly positive. Um, you know, eighty-five percent. I read eighty-five percent of all uh, cyber attacks start with some sort of stolen credentials or passwords or fishable um, uh, MFAs. So, when we introduce this technology, right, the transporters don't have to worry about the, the stolen passwords and also just calls to get the password reset. They, they, they disappeared overnight. So, from a, from a technology standpoint, hey, we're we're there to make their life easier, so that when those worrisome things that they they get questioned about, uh, hey, what what's your cybersecurity policy, or do you have, are you secure? They don't have to worry about that. We'll, we'll take care of that that for them. So, I think that's that's positive news. All right, cool. Uh, Pamela, same question. Um. Not not so much new things that I would say I can talk about just yet. Um, I, I would say just for the simple fact of, you know, I, I think transport is an evolving space as far as really bridging, uh, you know, kind of what's happening in automotive and all the other facets and how this is really starting to evolve even more. So technology is going to change things for sure. Um, as far as what we want the carriers to know, I think, I think Trent, you said it best earlier. It, it's about the partnership. I think if you're a carrier, you know, and you look at everybody that's on the screen, if you're actually, you know, in the chat watching, maybe complaining, I don't know. It sounds like there may have been some people not happy, but here's the good news. There's a lot of companies that you can work with, right? And so you don't have to put all your eggs in one basket and you should look at all the different boards and figure out what's best for you and what, you know, is going to take you to get your business to the next level. And I think, you know, for all of us, we're, we're wanting to build that partnership and, and help those carriers continue to build that. So, um, Ty, you said it, you know, it's, it's owning your own business and, and we're all here to help everybody do that. And I think it's, it's about the partnership. So that's what I would say. Cool. I didn't give you any. I didn't give you any um, hints on the stuff I know you're looking for, but <laughs> I'll leave that for another day. 
<laughs> if I get asked back. That's a cliffhanger. This is an executive panel. There's going to be like cliffhangers. It. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Eftim, same question. Um, and I can read it again if you know. Um, I, I think I got it, Jake. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> so, so market-wise, you know, I, 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 I really hope that uh, you know it's uh, upwards and onwards uh, from here, right? Uh, but then um, I, I'm, I'm not sure I can say anything, anything new, right? That we, we haven't discussed. Uh, maybe, maybe one avenue we can go is that carriers, carriers need to need to know that there are tens, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars invested as we speak into building better technology for them in this industry, right? And sooner or later, they're going to feel, you know, the benefit. And if we think about this, uh, you know, philosophically also uh, during more difficult times, you know, that's exactly where, you know, uh, when innovation happens, right? So I think um, there are all positives, you know, to, uh, to look forward to. I'm looking forward to follow up on the tech investment that benefits carriers. I think carriers would be interested to hear more about that. So we'll sidebar that. But I mean, to, to not to take your not yeah. to take your role, Jay. But if we can ask the you know the people who are uh, here on this on this discussion, right? I think as we speak, everybody is investing in carrier-facing technology, right? I, I think that's just fair to say. Hmm. Awesome. Trent. Yeah, I mean, to, to that point, it's, uh, I don't think there's a lot of new technology that's needed in the industry. It's just refinement. It's adoption, refinement, it's integration. The technology exists out there today in the consumer side and even in automotive logistics to, to handle everything digitally, no paper, uh, no phone calls, and and to be, if you think about a lot of what we've talked about, a lot of what's going on in the chat is, you know, focusing on rates, which is a whole bag of worms, probably its own conversation. But that's all a function of network optimization, right? And if you get this network effect, and 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 carriers, you know, people like us, providers that are looking to optimize networks, understand more data points then we can help each other optimize the situations at hand. That is economics, that is uh, SLAs, it's it's the waste. I mean, the average CDL driver is only using seven and a half, seven to seven and a half hours of their logbook per day. It's a it's an underutilized workforce, not to the carrier's fault. So, you know, these are all technologies that persist. There's tons out there that persist today that where all of us are working on jointly I mean, not together, but we're all doing, making the similar investments and pushing this forward. I didn't give you an answer there. It was very PC, but but that's that's the way that, <laughs> that you know, we're looking at this. That's okay. I, even just adding that. Now, tell you, so what I just put in the live chat is, hey, who wants to be on the Titans of Car Shipping Carrier Live panel and have the other side of this conversation because it's the only way we're going to start to understand what it is that we're trying, what we'd like to hear more about. And that's what that's what this tonight's show is. I mean, it's another exploration into, can we have a conversation? 
The answer is Absolutely. yes. We're having one right now. I think we do. But how many of these have we had so far? I don't know. Just a few at like a, a private club. I don't know, right? Jay, I think it's uh, it's fair to say that technology brings people together. Oh, that is mm. fantastic. <laughs> I agree with that. Look, this is an example of technology bringing people together. Keith. Well, there's a few things, I think. Um, good news for carriers, and we talked about it, is the technology certainly should start saving time, um, helping them become more efficient in what they're doing. I think another piece of good news is when you start to develop those lanes, as you say, Ty, and you get carrier relations with the shippers, those load boards and what you see on the loads bar boards are 40 cents a mile and 50 cents a mile go away. If I can fill somebody's truck and I've got a good relationship, I'm calling them. And if they want to work with us and we want to work with them and we want to make that as profitable for them as possible. I want to fill their truck going and I want to fill their truck on the way back. So I think good news is build relationships with the good shippers, with the shippers that you know are going to take care of you. And I think you're going to see a lot of things change for you. You're going to have good technology. You're going to have resources available to you. We want you to be successful. I want to pay you as much as I possibly can. And you build those relationships and then it just helps everybody along the road from the carrier to the shipper, to the end customer. Amen. So uh, I'm, ready, I'm ready to wrap it. I don't know about you, Jay, but I'm ready to wrap it <laughs> No, up. we're uh, here. We're here. We did it. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to do a couple of takeaways that I thought were kind of interesting. Everybody on this panel says that they would gladly accept new <clears throat> carriers. Anybody here not looking for carriers right now? Everybody's looking for car good carriers. We've kind of tapped on a couple of things about good carriers. So I'm just going to wrap up with a couple comments to our friends that are car haulers and let me explain to you what they're. The thing is here is there's a lot of opportunity. If you're not going to go own your own business and you're not going to go get your own lane, build your own lane with relationships, sales, marketing, that kind of stuff, you're looking at six, five, what do we got? Five people here, five different companies that are really good at building relationships, getting business and building lanes. Okay. And the, Keith just said it. Everybody kind of said it in their own term, their own words, but there's enough opportunity right here, just in this picture with these five companies, these five people, which by the way, I've got to not just shake hands. I've got to give hugs to every single person on this panel, right? I mean, like, hey, I missed you. Hey, how have you been? Right? That kind of stuff. When I see Trent, I'm like, Trent, you know, and Keith and Jason and Pam and uh, Eftim. So I, I know these people. I'm sure that maybe somebody's got a problem or had a problem in the past, which is we all have problems, and that's why we're here. Okay? So if you, if you want a sales force, if you want a sales team, a marketing team to keep you loaded, these people are not playing around. They're not. This is real. There you go. We, Thank you, everybody, for coming. It was so amazing. You just made a good point as to, I think what carriers don't think about what large companies like our panelists do. <clears throat> There's a lot more than just getting the deal. Oh, man. There's a yeah. lot of cars out there. 
It's a lot of car and the follow-ups. Yeah, I mean, where's I know I can't tell you how many times I would drive all night long, be passed out on the side of the road, my phone's blowing up. Where are the damn keys at? Key, you know, I mean, the, this the backside of this, the customer service, customer support to get the cars to where they go. It's not just hey, I got some cars, go pick them up. What time can I pick them up? Where are they at? What are the vents? When can I drop them off? Where do I put the keys? Somebody's got to take all that information. Somebody's got to deal with it. And if you're just driving down the road and saying, my ETA is my ETA, you got a problem. A bad problem. <laughs> okay, we don't do that here. <laughs> I'm sorry. All and right. so for everybody here, as you identify the next opportunity, educational moment, Think of ATI and let us know how we can help you reach out and help the ecosystem. Okay? All right. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Thank Good you so you. much for taking the time tonight. Thanks, Thank all. Thank you. Have a great night. Awesome. Thank you, everybody. Nice experience. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. And that is it. Camera one. Wow. We did it. We got through Titans of Car Shipping 2. Um, I want to thank all the panelists again. That was really, um, it was really, I thought, an interesting uh, experience. Trent Broberg, Trent Broberg, CEO of Assertus, Eftem Eftemov, President of Ship.Cars, Pamela Patton, Vice President ACV, Jason Kong, SVP, Digital Platforms, Run Buggy, and VP Business Development, Ship Your Car Now. Um, I want to thank so much uh, Rapid Recon, Superflow Systems, Ship Your Car Now, Ship.Cars, McAllister's Transportation Group, also Murphy Auto Transport uh, for being uh, being there every Thursday, so many Thursdays for 90 minutes. And I, I encourage everybody, if you're in the live chat and you're... Um, <laughs> Pamela just sent me a message saying sorry I didn't get to ask all my questions I'm actually not sorry I didn't get to ask all my questions I really don't like reading scripts and material but I do that because listen you know this is this is kind of a tough this is it's like the godfather right when you have the the seven families together for dinner it's tough I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what foods everybody likes or what conversation we can have. And we did amazing. I thought we did really, really good for not having to go through, uh, you know, scripted material and cue cards and, you know, all that stuff. It was amazing. It was an amazing panel. Um, and again, I want to thank everybody for taking the time. Thank you, Ty Thompson. Cars on the Move for what you do, for being on location and going live and taking the hits and getting kicked out of auctions and all that stuff. Um, and again, I want to say thank, thank you, Sue, on uh, Thursdays for putting up with all the craziness. You know, that's the thing. And again, I, I, we saw this tonight. You saw it in the live chat, and you, you're watching the panel, you're watching the live chat, and you're seeing the disparity. It's like two separate conversations. Uh, I can't understand how much longer this is going to go on where the wrestling ring of the load board is not reflective of the hard work that goes into securing business, communicating with shippers, managing all the parts of the transaction. We got to figure something out. We got to do better, and that's what ATI Auto Business is here for. We're trying to help. So, um, you know, if you're still standing on the sidelines, thinking, you know, whatever that is, keep doing it. 
if you want to get involved and, and participate, let us know. Send me an email, autotransportintel at gmail.com. Otherwise, I am out of here. Thank you so much, everybody in the live chat, because we know without the carriers, nothing gets moved. Stand tall. Do your best. Stay safe. We'll see you again next Tuesday night. No show tomorrow. Please join us on Thursday on Dispatching Live. And if you want to learn more about auto remarketing, please join us on Friday on Cars on the Move. Take care, everybody. Peace out. Here comes the car hauler.